listeners to episode 18 of The Empty Rooms of Gorski Manor. To the library, we must go find the book. All will be clear. This message was shared from the knowing in our last episode. Yet our companions, who were visited by the Norse goddess Hela, now understood her personal interest in them. She has been offering us gentle guidance on our path within the manor and honored me with the task of the telling, the sharing of endless tales understanding of her ancient purpose and her deep caring for the many guests and inhabitants within these empty rooms of Gorski Manor, a place near and dear to her heart and the ancient Viking runes. Blessings to you, dear listeners, you who have shared these tellings, offering purpose for you through the tellings. And helpful knowledge, gently woven to help us to become aware of the discovery of our personal paths. Feathers and Simon sat where once stood Hela, now gone, but her aura and energy was strong and still present within the library. Feathers and Simon still held feather and paw, looking peacefully mesmerized. Rabbit jumped out from under the table and <laughs> laughed. Find the book, complete the clock. The end is here, twist and shout. <laughs> oh, Rabbit. Oh, I was actually a little dazed myself and felt I needed to sit down for a moment to recenter myself. There was a seat under the great stained-glass window, so I walked over to it and dropped upon its cushion with a noisy plop. This seemed to awaken Feathers and Simon, who both quickly joined me. I felt the slightest rustle of movement and turned to see Shadow, standing at the edge of the window, silently looking out into the night. We, the four sat here, looking at Rabbit. A flash of lightning crashed behind us across the night sky. We turned to watch the sight as fast, twisting clouds released their burden of raindrops, slowly at first, then turning into a heavy downfall that cascaded and flowed in streams upon the window. There's nothing I love better than a good thunderstorm, so we all cuddled together and enjoyed the show for a moment of respite. I found my gaze pulled to the round table that contained the workings so far for the rabbit clock spell, the evening primroses that I had added to the thirteen blue stones of lapis lazuli looked fresh and as beautiful as that day I had picked and offered them, what seemed like such a long time ago. 
First, share your breath and add a kiss to each blossom, then lay one above each lapis stone, I remember the sisters explaining. I looked to each runestone we had collected thus far on this journey, one each beginning at one o'clock. Now these, Hagalas, Lagas, Orlog, and the fifth one, Wunyo. I could hear the sisters say, as you hold and set a rune upon each stone, contemplate its sharing, its part of the whole. Rabbit said in a gentle voice, Add the next runes you have since collected. Hmm, I considered, and stated my agreement. Yes. I got out my rune bag, which lovingly held the stones I'd received from each of the recent tales. Removing one at a time, I held it with honor within my hand and thought of its lovely tale entwined within the rune. I reverently placed each stone at its awaited time on the table clock of lapis lazuli. Six o'clock, rune Ansus, the tale of the marching soldiers. Seven o'clock, rune So Willow, chanting voices of the chapel monks. Eight o'clock, rune Isa, shadow watcher, our new dear companion. I glanced to him with growing affection standing by the window. And nine o'clock, rune Manas, clarity of purpose from our patron, Ella. A realization came to my mind. I had pulled each rune stone in its proper order without searching for it within the bag. Magic is always afoot here at the manor. I stood silently looking at the magical workings on the table. I noticed the table itself began to change. What once had been made of heavy wood now transformed into a table whose top was now a mirror, veins of amber running through it. I got closer, slowly peeking over the edge, not sure what I would see from past surprises of the manor. And I was, well, not disappointed. I expected to see the ceiling of the library and the shelves of many books, but that was not what reflected there to me. Oh my, this crying has now been activated. Rabbit sang excitedly. What is your request? Came once again from the walls of the library. Tell it, tell it. Rabbit hissed. I was trying to get a better peek into the mirror, but Rabbit pulled me back. Do not 
Do not look until you know what you are looking for. He yelled at me. Rabbit! I yelled back at him, getting angry and agitated with him. Answer the library. Ask, ask for the book. You will never find it on your own. You want to finish the clock spell, don't you? I looked at him severely. He is such a tricksy fellow, to say the least. Dare I trust him? Okay, well, why are there no shadows within this library? I asked. No! Rabbit shouted with aggression. I thought he was going to punch me. Hares are very well known for their boxing skills. Oh my! I backed away from him, feeling something stir within the room. I saw movement at the bottom of the stairs. I noticed the old gentleman who had been sitting on the stairs during Hella's visit still sat there. He looked up to me and pointed downwards. Shall we go? I said to my companions. A question has been asked. A question has been answered. I heard from the library. Rabbit shook his head in disapproval. There's an easy way, and there's a hard way to do what's needed. Yet you still end up at the end, the same place. I looked at him for a moment, feeling for my response. Yes, but what may be easy for you may not be for me. I wish to finish the clock spell on my terms. He seemed a bit surprised at my response, but shrugged his shoulders in resignation and hopped away into a row of books. I hope you find what you are looking for. <laughs> I heard him call back to us, giggling rather nastily. Oh, I hate that phrase. Bad memories attached to it for sure. Makes my blood boil. I wanted to follow him and confront him, but our path pulled strongly, sending us in a different direction. Next time, rabbit. Next time. I heard him sing from somewhere far away already. Oh my. Well, I walked down the stairs, my companions all following. I was very much aware that I may not be able to come up the stairs again. We reached the old gentleman still sitting upon his chair. I sat down next to him took his hand in friendship, which was as solid as my own. Come with us, I asked hopefully. But he shook his head no, slowly.
I felt him squeeze my hand as a thank you. Then he released my touch and pointed to the bottom of the stairs again. My heart broke for him. Up until now, I have been able to release the ghosts we have met. My heart reached out to him as I couldn't help releasing a broken sigh of regret. Oh, such sadness, yet tinged with mystery, mysteries that loudly call my attention, tales to be heard, tales to be remembered. Why are you here? I asked, wanting to understand. He just shook his head and lowered his eyes. I moved to touch his shoulder, but he waved me off and again pointed the way I needed to go. I won't forget you, I whispered. I shall visit again, I promise. We made our way to the bottom of the stairs to the left side of the banister where I had seen the movement. We walked around the carved railing post and saw in this dark space under the stairs sat a man reading a book. I could not see his face except for the reading spectacles that balanced on the tip of his nose, and his clothes were nothing more than dapper. He sat upon a red velvet chair, which so reminded me of the red of Hella's apple that I held dear within my backpack. This chair was pushed against a section of the bookshelves that line the nook under the stairs. He continued to read his book, seemingly oblivious to our approach. I cleared my throat, trying to get his attention, but nothing. How can he be the answer to my question? I moved closer and said, Excuse me. When he did not answer, I reached out to touch his shoulder, but my hand passed right through him. I quickly backed up bumping into shadow. That shocked me too, as I would have thought he would not be solid also. A crow called loudly, all of us looking to feathers with concern that something was wrong. But she looked confused too. Oh, not I. I saw a movement by the railing a few stairs higher and could see a black figure standing there. It peeked around the spindle in a comical way, trying not to be seen, but wanting to look at us. Upon seeing us all looking directly at him, it cawed loudly again, flapping its wings as if trying to scare us. Who are you? I called to him. It made some more big gestures, shaking its wings and stomping its feet, trying to scare us again. But when it saw its efforts were to no avail, it took a leap, flapping its wings as if trying to fly. But one wing flew away, and before it fell off the stair railing, it dropped the other wing and crawled up the railing like a monkey and scurried to the top of the stairs and out of sight. Amp, not good, Simon hissed with disdain. I tried to remember what an imp was, 
never having ever met one before. Oh, mischievous sprites, N- naughty, mischievous. Feathers answered my unspoken question. Up to no good. Feeling confused, I looked at Feathers and Simon, but they seemed unconcerned and had both moved into the stairs nook and were looking at some of the books. I followed them and found the books were all beautifully bound, all in the same forest green leather with gold gilding and lettering. I tried to read some of the titles, but even though the books were not that far away, they seemed hidden and foggy, not allowing me to read them. I tried again. Um, excuse me, sir. Do you know why there are no shadows within the library? I asked, thinking the question needed to be stated once again. And it worked. He slowly closed his book and removed his spectacles. He took hold of his chin and rubbed it in thought. I could see his eyes clearly now, his look measuring me for what answer he felt I deserved. What a silly question, he spoke as moths and dust burst forth from his lips. Obviously, his voice has not been used. The library is a place of perfect balance. All things equal, all things precisely measured, one for one, each side, given the same consideration and attention as the other. Nothing is greater than each. And with that, he replaced his glasses to his nose and returned to his reading of his book. Well, that certainly told me. I tried again. Are you the librarian? I asked. He looked up at me over his glasses, a look like, you're bothering me, kid, across his wrinkled face, but he gave a quick nod of yes and again went back to his book. Wonderful. Pleased to meet you, I said in the friendliest voice I had. We are looking for the book. Could you please direct us to it, please? From up high, in the rafters of the third floor, came the screeching and squawking of nothing more than a murder of crows. All swooped down towards us and landed on the stair railing each chattering to the other as they looked at us. Is is something wrong? I asked with concern. More crows and ravens appeared, and the library looked and felt like that old movie, The Birds. A shiver of fear ran through my body, remembering the damage and pain they can inflict on their victims. They are here to escort you to the book. It is in a place 
You cannot go to alone. The librarian stated, still giving his book more attention than us. The book will open only for you. Your companions must wait here. Just say when. Then he turned his chair away from me dismissively, clearly showing that he was done with me. I looked to Feathers and Simon, who had joined my side since the arrival of all the crows. We do need that book, I told them. Could you all wait here for me? Yes, mistress. Yes, mistress. They agreed as they gave me a hug and moved over to some cushions in a corner, looking ready for a bit of a nap. I looked to Shadow, who bowed his head and moved to the post by the stairs, floating in his unnatural way. I set down my broom and backpack by Shadow, took a deep breath, and looking at all the crows and ravens, said, Dear crows and ravens, thank you for your help. Please show me where the book is that I need to complete the rabbit clock spell. I do greatly appreciate your help. Alu. With a flash of black feathers, I was encompassed by the mass of birds as they swirled around me, transforming me, transforming me into a crow myself. Oh, what a feeling. The most brilliant sensation of freedom as I and they flew in mass round and round the library. The speed was intense, yet we flew so precisely, so precisely that we hit neither pillar or books. I watched as we flew by rows and rows of books, wondering when we would stop, where we would stop. Where is the book? Where would it be? It must be a most wonderful place. I then heard one loud single caw, and we all formed together and flew down straight at the librarian. He looked up for a moment as we rushed towards him, but, as usual, he just went back to his book. I expected to hit him and tried to stop, but we were one hole, and I was carried away. We flew so fast, each crow and raven calling with excitement, I joining in, not able to stop, not wanting to stop. One long mass of feathers, we flew right to him, right through him, right through the bookshelf, right through the library, into darkness. Oh, 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 it was nothing more than exhilarating. Together in this total darkness, the warmth of my companions soothing me, their feathers brushing against me 
as we flew gently together onward. In this moment, I didn't care where we went. I was part of this clan. I felt so safe and wanted, forever a part of the whole. Is this what it feels like to be back within the embrace of my higher self? Something I had not felt for such a long time, or have I ever had this feeling? Maybe a moment here or there. this Gorski Manor, my home, your home too, if you wish. So much within the gentle darkness of this room, each room, endless images of joy and caring and guidance, a warm place of comfort where shadows are wanted, a place 
to cast your spell of wonderment, each of us singing our own tune, yet sharing togetherness, even through the sadness, loss, and pain, embracing the nature of the supernatural naturally, the ultimate excitement and enjoyment of the unknown. Then, in a blink, we flew out of the manor. I didn't want to leave that room of darkness. There was so much yet to experience and explore there. But we all flew out into the evening sky, clear, sparkling with endless crystals of stars. No moon up above. The night must be the dark moon, a moment's time to be oneself, not a reflection of what one should be or another. I felt we all were being drawn forward, forward to the book, a strong attraction calling to what I now need. I had set my intention in the library, and now the natural law of attraction pulling us together to our, to my desire. We circled the manor swiftly, past windows and balconies, the many wings of the manor, its gardens and cemetery, flapping our wings in unison. working together in partnership to the beat of one heart. Below I could see a strange blue smoke twisting out of one of the many chimneys of the manor. We turned towards it as I watched it move out of the chimney, forming into the shape of a four-winged creature climbing gracefully high into the night sky. Escaping from the manor? Why escape? I felt with confusion. I remembered the opening of the library door, the rush of something released. Is this what escaped from the library when I opened the door? The manor is so nurturing, but then, yet, it is a stopping place for a time for those souls that were lost. The time always comes when one must move on. We turned to intercept the creature, easily overtaking it, separating into two wings. We engulfed it with our ranks. I found myself in the center, the creature there right before me. I flew faster coming closer and closer until it was right within my reach, and with one last surge, I caught its center point within my beak. The murder cawed with excitement as we flew straight to the grand stained-glass window of the library and straight through it with not a crack in the glass. Down the stairs I flew as the crows and ravens swirled upwards and disappeared back into the rafters. I landed gently upon the bottom stair, holding in my hands a white book 
with the rune Gifu across its cover in pale blue ink. I sat down on the stairs, back to myself, my earthly human form, and took a look at what I held within my hands. Gifu, rune of cave time, cocoon time, nurturing within the deep darkness, prowling, finding the spot, marked with the X, heal, by first fixing the small, thus reducing the big, and offerings, freely given, freely received, yet an obligation begun, gift accepted, oath clear, honored and reciprocated, returning to the equal balance. I was about to open the book when I felt a breath on my neck. I turned my head quickly, and there was Rabbit, leaning over my shoulder, intent on the book. Oh, you found it. I wasn't sure you would ever, ever do it. I heard the words again. Within the library, find the and all shall be clear. Give it to me, give it to me, give it to me. He ordered, trying to take it from my lap. Wait a minute, I shouted, which shocked him for a moment, stopping him trying to pull the book away from me. The book came to me. What is in this book that you want? What clarity... What clarity was said to be found here? Rabbit looked at me, considering if I should be told the truth or something near the truth. I touched the book, ready to open it quickly. The leather clasp looked easy to flip, so while he sat there thinking, I slowly pushed my thumb over to it and quietly flicked it open. I twisted away from Rabbit slightly and opened the book, but to my disappointment, the first page was blank. Before he could stop me, I flipped a few more pages, but all pages were blank. Is there a hex on this book? I asked him, looking into his shocked eyes. He came closer, looking into the book, and let out a confused sigh, and plopped down hard on the stairs step. (sighs) There should be, there should be, there should be the information, the spell, he mumbled, scratching his head in disbelief. What? I asked, as Feathers and Simon join us on the stairs and I noticed shadows slowly floating closer, too. Oh, well, the full spell book is in the book. It's a, it's a spell book, Rabbit said, blurting this out and seeming to give up, seeming to surrender to something. What spell? The the one I, the one we are working on? I hissed at him. 
How could that be? How could it already know the ghosts and spirits we had met and worked with within the manor? I didn't like the thought of that. I didn't like the thought of being controlled, being tricked or even fated to do what was planned. And yet, I succeeded at these tasks. I know we all are bound by weird, bound by karma, but I don't appreciate being used, for that is how I felt. Oh, it's not like that at all, he said, holding his head in his paws, rocking back and forth. Oh, the spell ingredients are open, yet there is only, only one answer. One outcome that is acceptable. You are the only one. You have attempted the spell and got this far. That didn't sound good. What happened to the others? who tried and didn't figure out each task, I asked tentatively, not sure I wanted to know. They are still here. He whispered. What? I choked. I almost choked. You never told me there was such danger. Oh my gosh. Oh, you are almost done, he said with encouragement as he began to slowly slide along the stair step away from us and up onto the next one. Before I knew it, he was hopping up the stairs away from us. What do we need from this book? I called after him, not bothering to chase him. How to end the spell, he yelled, laughing as he reached that enchanted third step, thinking he was getting away. And yes, within a blink of an eye, here he was standing in front of us back on the bottom. Grab him, I yelled. Shadow moved so fast we couldn't see him. In his arms was Rabbit, but he appeared to be frozen. He lay, stretched out flat on his back, front legs, back legs sticking straight up, eyes open wide, yet not seeing. Oh my, I cried with terror. You didn't kill him, did you? Shadow has special skills. Feather shared, touching Rabbit gently as Shadow sent him down upon the stairs, trying to ease my discomfort. Though he will be stuck here, like this, until the ending of the spell. Oh, we need to complete this workings as soon as possible, I sighed. Remember the power 
of four. Thank you, voice, I whispered. Yes, we are. We are now four. I motioned for all my companions to join me around the book. One's first thought can always be, might always be, the right thought. Please place one hand on the book, I asked them. The other hand on top of mine. There came a deep silence within the library. Please share your knowing with us. We offer you our thanks and gratitude, I said out loud with deep meaning to the book. We all watched as words began to appear upon the pages. Such a magical, beautiful sight. And the words were written in the runes. Blessings and hugs, dear listeners.